grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good afternoon, everybody. How's everybody doing today? I think I heard you all say good. Uh, my name is Charlotte, and I'm going to be your host for the next hour. Uh, let me get this started here. I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state, which means if uh, you have to, you think you might have a paranormal need, we can help you. Give me a second here. So, okay. We can help you, but it might take us a couple days. California is a really big state, and uh, uh, although people think of us as like, like Hawaii beaches and sunsets and surfers and all that, that's par that's partially true. Our West Coast is like that. However, California is such a huge state that we not only have beaches, we have deserts. We have high desert. We have mountains. We have a lot of farmland. So it might, like I said, it might it is, it, it, it might take us a while because we're spread. There's a lot of spread out stuff besides all the cities like Sacramento. Um, <clears throat> but if it does take us a couple days to get to you, we will. Um, God, my allergies are so bad today. We will have one of our, our our mediums call you, and in that case, they can talk to you about what's possibly going on where you're at, and calm things down until we can get out there. Because honestly, um, we won't take more than two or three days to get to you, but at least we can get the ball rolling. Okay, that being said, welcome to the show. My guest tonight is going to be Dr. Wilbur Allen. We're going to be talking about Tic Tacs. Well, actually, we're going to be talking about these, these cameras that he has he has built to where he can monitor the night sky. And uh, he, says, he says that he has gotten over 3,000 photos of Tic Tacs, photos and video of, of Tic Tacs. So we're going to talk to him about that, as well as the government and what the, what the government knows about UFOs. We're talking disclosure. We're talking uh, down spacecraft that the government has in its possession. We're going to be talking about all that stuff. Um, I think you'll be really fascinated by Wilbur. He's been he, he's he's been on before uh, when I did the blog when I did the show on Blog Talk way back in 2016. He was on the show, so this will be his return. So uh, we'll be talking to him very soon here. All right. If you're watching from Facebook, as I know some of you are, please be sure to hit that follow button if you haven't done so already. And give me some thumbs up. Show me some love, right? Give me some thumbs up. Uh, give me some smiley faces, that kind of thing. Well, because what that does is that puts us higher in the FYP. And if we're higher in the FYP, Facebook sees that and they distribute the show out to more people. And that means more people see us, of course. Also, in order to help us out with that, be sure to you know throw in some comments during the show because that also helps us with that FYP. And, you know, uh, like I always say at the end, if you like the show, share it with five people, okay? If you didn't like the show, you don't like what you see, share it with five people you don't like. You know, we were just trying to get the word out of the show, and you guys have done really good doing that. So um, I know, yeah, and I know it can be done. Okay. Same thing with YouTube. If you're watching from YouTube and you haven't done so already, please feel free to subscribe. There's over 700 videos over there, and that's the work we've done over the last three years just on this show. It's not including all the Block Talk shows. That's just this show. And uh, again, if, you, if you're watching over YouTube and you like what you see in here, please be sure to hit that. Again, subscribe and be sure to hit those happy faces and show me some love because that helps us with the FYP over YouTube. Also, it doesn't cost anything to subscribe to YouTube either, okay? Then you'll get notifications of our shows. All right. If you're interested in our services or you want to know more about us, you can you can find us all over the place. We're on Facebook under California Haunts, under my name. We're on Instagram under uh, Ghost, Ghosty Gal, all lowercase. We're on Twitter under California Haunts. We're on Twitch under Cal Haunts. We're on – I'm sorry, I'm just been a long day. Oh, it's already been a long day. We're on um, – <laughs> YouTube, and we're at, uh, that's under California Haunts or California Haunts Radio. However, the easiest, easiest way is youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. And we are also on TikTok under California Haunts. So that's the way to find us if you need us. Uh, you can message me directly, and I'll get back. I promise to get back to you as soon as I can. I'm a little 
a little out of it today. I had computer issues coming, leading right up into this. So I'm kind of punchy. And plus, I didn't sleep a lot last night because uh, I have a, a sick older dog. And uh, I was up with him off and on all night. So I'm just trying to gather my thoughts. Anyway, today is the second day of our UFO series, our UFO UAP series. And I'm real excited to have to have Mr. Allen on with me. It's going to be a phone interview. So therefore, if you if you're having your lunch or you got things to do, like do laundry or whatever today, you can carry me around in your pocket, do whatever. Um, I, I don't care, you know, just as long as you listen to the show. So that's the option you have because I'm going to be uh, flashing up the graphics today. And I'll be flashing his main graphic up on the phone thing, and then I'll have his his book that I'm going to be flashing up. So that's going to happen very shortly here. I'll call him in about a minute or so here, and uh, yeah, we'll be ready to go. But my allergies are so bad. My eyes are so blurry right now. Wow. It's going to be a hot one, too, and at least we're beating, beating the heat with this. Um, again, uh, let me all right, let me call Mr. Allen, and we'll get this show on the road. And my chair is deciding it's going to be squeaky today. So, story of my life. Here we go. Still say we need some phone music, right? Hello. Hi, Charlotte. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I'm so excited to have you back, sir. I am back. I am back. How are you doing? I've been good. The show's been, you know, because uh, the last time you were on, we were on Blog Talk. Yes. Yes. Then, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I know. I know. I can't. I, I do remember all of my friends. So <laughs> um, when am I on again? You are on. Uh, well, we're, we're doing this live live on video. You know, one out live on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Twitch, uh YouTube and TikTok. No, 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 no. I know that. I know that. But when am I scheduled to do this? Right now. Oh, snap. Okay, I can. I can. I can. Tell us a second. I had to coordinate all this, right? I can't I can't do video because I'm in an area where they don't want me to shoot video, so I can just do voice. That's fine. I got you all set up. We're good to go. I got some graphics up for you and everything. That works. So tell me about you, sir, for the for the people that don't know who you are. Um, I am a former White House Air Force One engineer. I worked um, 20 years on board Air Force One, and um, I am a UFO researcher. I created technology for my PhD to scan space. And what does that technology do exactly? Because I understand it's infrared. It's infrared. It's it's a different level of infrared. It's not like what what conventional. Um, People would use it's a uh, high sensitivity infrared. Interesting, because of course, I as a ghost hunter, I, I I use infrared cameras all the time. Um, this this infrared camera is four million ISO. Wow, it's super sensitive, and I, I connected it to a nine hundred millimeter f two lens, which I created. Oh, that's fantastic! Well, you have to look at existing technology, and you work with what you have. Absolutely. And how long did, did, did it take you to come up with this? Um, I had been into um, infrared for a moment. I had a high-sensitivity infrared camera um, that was uh, ISO, um, uh, I believe it's 102-400. And um, I went up the scale with uh, the higher ISO cameras. Mm -hmm. And there is one camera that was... Uh, Four million ISO, and I had it converted to full spectrum infrared. Oh, that is just awesome! It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal tech. I yes. saw some of your videos over on YouTube. You know the footage. Oh, yeah, that, that yeah. There, there's there's three thousand. There's three thousand videos there. Each one of them is extraordinarily unique. Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm, I could sit there all day watching them. In fact, when you guys get done today, after after you watch the show, I encourage you to go over to his YouTube site to check all this out. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's part of uh, my discussion because in in what most people ask me, I cannot answer what I'm not familiar with. So mm -hmm. I will, at some point, if you ask me something if I'm not familiar with, I'll I'll decline to answer it. That's fine. Per perfectly understandable. 
So, so uh, as you've been using, you know, th this technology, what conclusions have you come to? As this our airspace is our space is inundated with extraterrestrials. Really? Yes. Really. Yes. What types of shapes have you seen? Are you able to tell different shapes? You know, the, the different shapes of the craft, or or do they appear? All, all the all the samples I have had really anomalous shapes associated to them. And mm -hmm. considering I'm filming this in 4K infrared, so the samples are high definition. Mm -hmm. What my cameras detect is not distorted by optical distortion. And, and the lens technology I created is a flat plane, as mentioned, 900 millimeter f2 lens. Flat plane meaning there's no optical distortions in the tube itself, and you're looking at a completely uniform image based on where the telescope is focused. It's fascinating because for people that don't use telescopes, because I, I, I grew up with a telescope, you know, looking up as they say, and yes. people don't realize that the Earth itself, the atmosphere, the, the, the atmosphere, the Earth will cause distortion. But what you've done, I mean, when you look at it, it's, it's so steady. Well, it's, it's like that because considering also, I'm, I'm using, again, as mentioned, mm -hmm. I took a 5,600-millimeter telescope and converted it into a 900-millimeter F2 lens. Right, And right. the lens technology itself, the telescope, the optical tube assembly, my primary mirror is flat. When my primary mirror is flat, that means there's no curvature associated to it. And then when you look through... The optical tube assembly itself, there's no curvature. It's a perfectly flat image of space. Absolutely fascinating. Perfectly, perfectly flat. That is just so fascinating. And, and they're clear as a bell when you see them. And that, that's what all, I try all, to all, all the videos are broadcast standard. That's just fantastic. So when you started to do this, uh, what was the goal? I mean, obviously, you wanted to see what you could see up there. But what, what, what was your main goal to do all that? to scan space um, from a nocturnal perspective. And, you, you know, a lot of times, a lot of people don't realize that your F-11 telescope is insufficient for scanning space. Mm -hmm. But an F-2 telescope, if that it exists, would be perfect for it. But to create an F-2 telescope, you've got to look at the existing technology and convert it. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because I know that feeling like, you know, during the meteor showers, because we're always saying, well, you can look through binoculars or whatever, but if you use your telescope, it's not going to work very well. No, it's not, because you can't see. The telescope doesn't have the light gathering capability as a uh, F2 lens. Mm -hmm. Now, when you talk about these things that you see, and I noticed that there was one uh, in particular, that, that's like, like one of the first ones that comes up on your YouTube page, where the object completely disappears, like like it goes into some kind of warp, time warp, or, or, or a hole in space. That that indicates that it's either either cloaked, mm -hmm. or it went into a a wormhole, after warp. Now, do you think because uh, because we're talking about billions and billions of miles here, and that's how they're coming back and forth? And because I like like I don't you know the way they're I see using, it, they're using spatial portal technology. Absolutely, absolutely. Otherwise, they, yeah. they, they couldn't visit like they do. No, they, they come, you know, and, and again, as, as I mentioned, based on my gathering and based on the data that I was able to accumulate, they appear into the airspace, and I've got samples in which these objects appear and disappear. Incredible. You have done, you, you've done so much wonderful work. Yeah, you've done so much beautiful, well, you know, wonderful work with this stuff. So what well, that's interesting. You know, I, I looked at the existing technology and what's on the market, and... Um, there is nothing on the market that's sufficient in gathering light. Mm -hmm. So you have to you have to create you have to create from existing technology that capability. So I looked at a, a fourteen inch um, telescope, fourteen inch meaning it's a fourteen inch diameter reflector. That's a big one. And I in, <laughs> and I inverted it inverted it using a hyperstar, and the hyperstar gave me the ability to uh, generate a nine hundred millimeter f two lens. Wow. wow. And wow, that's wow. what I've been filming with in, five, in 4K infrared. And how long did, did it take you to do that? Um, I had to look at the existing technology that was on the market sure. and see if there was an availability for the application. And um, there was an application that was available for the uh, manufacturer that created the telescope that I had. So I used the Hyperstar. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it did indeed give me the capability 
things I was looking for because it, it inverted the telescope. So instead of me using a, a seven inch reflector, mm -hmm. I'm now using a 14 inch reflector, wow. which is at the rear of my optical tube assembly. And I focus in on that and it's an F2 lens. That's fascinating. And for people that don't understand telescopes, for years I had a four inch telescope and I ended up with, with a 10 inch and going from a four inch to a 10 inch, Jupiter's, you know, the planet Jupiter is, is the size of a silver dollar, you know, in that. Okay, exactly, exactly. But we're, we're talking 11 and 14 inch telescopes. Wow. And at, at the level of technology that we are right now, those are the only optical tube assembly applications that would enable a hyperstar inverter to be applied to it. So was, as you're using this and you're looking up, could you just, I know it's hard to have a rough idea stuff, but how frequently do these things fly around us that we don't realize it? Well, under understanding, once once I created the optical tube assembly and I had my parameters preset, mm -hmm. meaning uh, the telescope, no matter where I set it up, it always maintained uh, consistent operational um, values. And with the values being consistent constantly, no matter where I set up, I always had a perfect image in my optical tube assembly based on space and no matter where I set up my telescope. So we're looking at space, space as it exists as at an F2 perspective from a 900 millimeter versus 5600 millimeter telescope. Wow, absolutely incredible. So when you're looking at this stuff, do you see it, see them as pinpoints of light or can you actually you know make out the shape of the craft? Um, in, in my samples, once I get my samples mm -hmm. and, and the telescope captures the samples, I take those samples into Autodesk 3D Max. Mm -hmm. And in Autodesk 3D Max, I use a virtual camera to track the object that's in my video. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm bringing one level of video into another level of video, but the secondary level of video is more of a virtual application. Okay, I, I get that. I get that. So, what got you into wanting to do this? Then? Has you have any experience with with the UFO or anything like that? Um, you know, I had my parents were military, and I encountered something as a child, which I can't explain. It definitely was not um, demonic. Mm -hmm. um, it was consistent with the grace that you would see on television. That's what I encountered as a child. Interesting. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, my parents were stationed at a SAC base in England, and um, wherever my parents were, it was interesting that I would get these visitations by whatever this entity was. I believe they were interested in um, in seeing what would happen between two people who were exposed to radiation and their offspring. And my parents, before I was born, still worked with nuclear weapons or strategic air command. Okay. So they we we've been nuked essentially. Interesting. And um, were you taken aboard, or, or, or do you remember if you were taken aboard the ship or anything? My visitations, all the entities appeared in the homes and bases that I lived on. Okay, okay. And was it just the you know the the gray type, or were there other aliens involved? It was it was a gray. It was a gray, and it would appear, um, at, and in the same manner in which um, if you familiar with Star Trek and the Enterprise with mm -hmm. James Kirk and Mr. Spock. They appeared like they were transporting in using transporter technology. Oh, cool. You know, that's something, after reading the Mojave incident, that I've always wondered, you know, as a ghost hunter, a lot of what the people in the Mojave incident described after their initial abduction sounds like a ghost to me. And it makes me well, wonder if, you well, know... That, that would be that interpretation, but when you look at an object that appears and disappears, they're using mm -hmm. uh, quantum teleportation technology. And when I mean quantum, they can transport larger objects. Mm -hmm. It doesn't doesn't have to be uh, limited to a body. They can transport a spacecraft. Absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. so that led you up, up, up to this point. Now, you, you, that, that led me to this level of research. And, and again, like I mentioned, most of the experiences I encountered were on U.S. military bases. Okay. Now, that's going to lead me into my next line of questioning here. Do you yes. think that there that, that there's more going on with the military with these things than 
is being let off. Um, I, I can't answer that. All I can all I can attest to is that my parents work for SAC. Mm -hmm. SAC, our nuclear um, our nuclear bases, mm -hmm. and all of the entities that I encountered appeared on SAC bases. Okay. Okay. Well, do you think that uh, the, the the government does in fact have have these spacecraft that maybe have crashed? There's a very strong possibility there may be a joint venture. Oh, there's very strong, very strong possibility that the entities that I encountered were in cohesion with uh, the U.S. military. Do you think that they're ever going to tell us all the information, or do you, know, you think they're holding it back because because they're afraid there's going to be? They're not. Back? They're not going to admit to that. They're not going to admit to that. But you can look at. Um, encounters on military bases and the bases that had the highest number of encounters um, are the ones that are being visited primarily. And they're all SAC bases. SAC meaning Strategic Air Command. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I remember uh, years ago when, when I was a kid, I'm not going to give away my age, guys, but Argosy Magazine had, like, like, like once a year they, they, they would do a special on UFOs and aliens. And yes. I, re I remember seeing one particular article my dad used to get the magazine of aliens on on, on the operating tables, like they were being examined. Um, there, there, there is that possibility because, as as mentioned, most of the encounters that I had were on SAC bases, and I would not be uh, far to assume that they were perhaps on a joint ventures with uh, the humans and 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 myself on that base, the joint venture. So when you talk about the stack bases, I mean, there's Area 51, obviously, you know, and then Area 51 is also a military base. Right, so you right. have to assume because they had advanced aircraft there. Right. And, and they're now uh, using nuclear propulsion systems that, you know, there are going to be uh, anomalous visitations by those entities interested in our level of technology. So do you think they're ever going to tell us the truth about this stuff or not? I doubt that. I doubt that they're not ever going to withhold the fact that they're um, joint ventures. They're not going to admit to that at all. When you say joint ventures, does that mean we're 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 in accordance with was working with them, or we have some kind yes, of agreement? Yes, okay. yes, yes. We have an agreement with them, and and, and they even have an agreement with them, mm -hmm. and they're allowing these entities to enter into the airspace without um, no tactical intervention. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Do you think that, uh, as far as the, 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 these abductions go, is that part of the agreement too? That they're because I mean, there's a lot of thought out there that it's a strong possibility. It's a strong possibility. You're ahead of me on it. <laughs> there's the agreement that you know they're allowed to take so many blah blah blah. You know to to experiment. Yeah, on. I agree with that. I agree with that. But then again, keep in mind with all of the contacts that I had as a child, not one of them was hostile. Okay. Not one of them was hostile. Do you think that there's hybrids here on Earth? I believe so. See, that was my thought, that a lot of this exposure thing is th they're preparing us because people don't realize that the hybrids might, might, might be our next-door neighbor. They might definitely be our next-door neighbor. We have to consider that over the years and over the, the countless numbers of humans that were abducted, mm -hmm. that the, the bulk majority of those that were taken were indeed crossbred. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. So for me, there could be like five or ten clones of me running around up there somewhere. possibility <laughs> that may be the case. Interesting. So, um, you know, in your study of this and your research and all this, what seems to be the like the most common thread, you know, for these sightings and stuff? Well, what's interesting, of the 4,000 samples that I had, I would say 90% of the samples that I had were obtained in invisibility, meaning because I was scanning space in infrared, that the objects only appeared in infrared. Mm -hmm. On several occasions, I would go out and I would see an object that would light up my monitor, but if I would go outside to my optical tube assembly, I would see absolutely nothing, but nothing okay. is there. Okay. That's so right. they're, they're okay. existing in invisibility. Okay. So my next question is this, and I know 
the, the sky is full of satellites. I mean, you can, you, you, you lay out there. Uh, and I, there's, there's, there's a definite difference between a satellite and an object that's within our atmosphere. Satellites cannot maintain orbital positioning okay. and outside the atmosphere. It's illogical. So for a person to say to me, oh, those are satellites, and explain right. to me how the object was captured inside, inside the airspace, not outside the airspace. Mm -hmm. So I, I would hate to use, there are certain words I would use to tell these people to go buzz off. And a BS artist is one of them. That's because most people who do not do the due diligence or the research, they can't possibly make that call. It would be it would be better for a person to maintain silence than to speak up and convolute the, the research data from stupidity. I'd rather I'd rather a person just shut up. And, <laughs> and for me, for me, right, for them to make a comment, they would have to at least have the same level of scan technology that I have, and they don't have that. You know what? I, I think people run into this. I mean, especially with what you're doing, with what I do, with the ghost hunting. There's always going to be somebody that's that that's that thinks that they, that they know more than you do. If they always make that assumption, but again, we make that determination based on the quality and the quantity of the products that they're generating, and the quality and quantity of products they're generating do not indicate that they're at that level of technology. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, when we talk about the recent discussions in Congress, how much of that did you believe and how much of that did you think was fluff? Congress is clueless. Okay. okay. And that's, that's, that's my take on the congressional UFO hearings. Mm -hmm. They're absolutely clueless. You could tell immediately stupidity from, from the com comments that were made by the Senate panel. Absolutely stupid. So I mean, it, so, would been, it would have been to their advantage just to maintain silence and not do that panel and hire experts that do have that level of research versus to sit there right. and pontificate on a subject matter they're absolutely unfamiliar with. Absolutely, absolutely. So when we think back to something like Roswell and the possibility that there might have, that something might have crashed here, we back engineered that technology. Where do you think our cell phones and laser technology came from? Absolutely, that's Roswell. It's all absolutely. Roswell. You know what I was thinking about American Horror Story last year was the year before uh, the the, the yeah. last one they did about the aliens and the and the agreement that that the presidents were making you know and how they had this this underground thing going on at Roswell and you know yes, and all, yes. all this. it's all true it's all true you can't believe anything the government tells you it's it's all a farce. What about us landing on the, what, like you know there's a lot of debates about us landing on the moon as well. Um, my friend was Dr. Edgar Mitchell. Dr. Mitchell was the sixth man on the moon. Dr. Mitchell encountered and documented extraterrestrials on the moon, and NASA told him to be quiet. I heard that story. Yes. I heard how, how you know that they could clearly see the you know the buildings and, 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 and oh, the ships. Oh, clear and see all of that. And again, as I mentioned when I when I said Edgar Mitchell, you can Google Edgar Mitchell and Dr. Wilbur Allen and see our name come up. It's like he was a friend of mine. So I know for a fact that what they're letting people know is misinformation. Now, to give people uh, an idea of your expertise, how long have you been doing this study? Um, I started in extensively in 2017, and I did a five-year research study using advanced tech uh, uniform consistency throughout the entire study of the research. Okay, okay. On any given night, and I, I know you probably don't have an answer for this, but I, I, let's just throw this out there you know, to the wind. On any given night, how many have you have you been able to detect above us? On some nights, on some nights, I was detecting eight or nine anomalous objects. Wow. And of the eight or nine, I would say five or six of them had a uniform trajectory associated to them. Do you think, like you say on, on these air bases, do you, do you think with this agreement that we have that they're actually being allowed to land from time to time here, you know, to, to talk? Oh, yes, periodically they were, they were given permission to land. They were also periodically given permission to take humans. I find this and interesting. They take them. Yeah, I find this interesting because, like you say, you know, the microwave, the cell phones, and all that, because, you know, like with that American Horror Story thing, that's what we're getting, you know, suppose, supposedly that's what we're getting in, in exchange for allowing, you know, for, for, from them, for allowing them to visit. Yes. You have to agree with that because, you know, there has to be a give and take. Mm -hmm. And their research and what they 
gave us to advance and the research they have when they take a human and do the experimentation on a human also advances them. Now, let's talk a little bit about the, the people that go missing in, in, the, in parks and stuff. Do you think that that's part of this? Uh, that is exactly what happened. They, they have been taken and instantly. And it makes a lot of sense when, when you read the stories because when, when especially the contactees that have gone where they're out camping and when they wake up the next day, their shoes are on wrong, their shirts are on backwards. Yes, yes, they're replaced and put back on, on the ground. Um, right. and what happens is the extraterrestrials want you to forget that that happened. Right, right. And that's why I was thinking about the missing 411 stuff is that when they do eventually find the clothes and stuff, it's just it's just the clothes. Exactly, exactly. Now it's lunchtime. Oh, my God, i got to eat, so you have to bear with me. I, I'm going to be eating as I'm talking to you. Oh, that works. No problem. No problem. I'm just so glad you came on. It's been a long time, and I was really excited to get you on here. Well, I, I did. I did the research as mentioned, and mm -hmm. uh, the research is now discontinued because uh, it would make no sense for me to add more icing to the cake. That mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And basically, by me continually doing these scans, I was adding more and more icing to the cake, and it made no sense at all because what I was documenting were the same objects. Absolutely. So do you and think the tic tac objects are here? Right. Right. So do you? So obviously, you believe the Navy pilots that that, that saw what they saw. Um, uh, the Navy pilots and the crew of the Nimitz are my associates now because the data that they accumulated and the data that I accumulated are one hundred percent consistent. So, like we were talking, one hundred percent consistent. Did you hear me? Right, right, right. So, like, like you said earlier, you don't think they're ever going to come to full disclosure. It, um, but the it's, it's not going to happen. They, they, they silence the minutes. They silence anybody that's at the level I'm at. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned, I mean, anyone who's interested, they can go to my YouTube channel, sure. which is Dr. Wilbur Allen YouTube, and look at the material I've got logged up on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's five years worth of data. Now, explain that to me. How do I get five years the same objects? Right. How is that possible? That, yeah, that, that's, 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 that's an incredible thought. Um, what do you think is going to happen? What do you see happening with all this in the future? Nothing. Okay. They're going to keep it silent. Nothing at all. It's, it's all silence. So, again, you know, does that go back to them being fearful that, that people are going to panic if, 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 it all, you know, if it all comes tumbling down? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. With all the motion pictures they got got out and all the stuff they're talking, you think, you think they're going to panic? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I always think that it, it, it would be a simple thing. Like I said, you know, you don't realize it's your neighbor across the street. So Yeah, but it ain't a simple thing. And until your neighbor across the street disappears, then we have a problem. And that's where the problem starts. Mm -hmm. That's when the neighbor across the street does disappear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then when he comes back and he can't explain things then, I mean, we have a problem. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, then you think about people like yourself coming up, you know, with, with this technology. And you think about, like like, you know, like you say, the movies and the TV shows, people like Gene Roddenberry, you know. They've been, they've been documenting. They've been preparing us. In fact, Gene Roddenberry had to get his, uh, his ideas from somewhere. Hold on one second. These people where I'm going, where they serve food, talk loud, so bear with me. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. And they're playing music too. Oh my God! Hold on. It's like my neighbors. Just playing music, not my music. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hold on one second. Hold oh, no on. problem. No Hold problem. No problem. It's, 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 a, it's a 
it's psychedelic. It has some. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. I'm out. See, the man has to eat, guys. It's all good. Uh -oh. I'm all good. Hold on. Hold on. Let me go to a location where I can be quiet. Hold okay. On. Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. I'm in the farthest corner of the place, so it should not be that loud. <laughs> so now. Yes, I, uh, I've been doing this for a minute, mm -hmm. and I did this research. Um, only because I had extraterrestrial contact as a child. Okay. Okay. So now that you've done this research, what do you intend to do with it all? Just just, just keep getting the word out about... I've been, I've been trying to present it to Congress, but Congress doesn't want to take a look. They're not interested. Mm -hmm. But they'll hold a hearing on it, but they're not interested. See, I find that to be like, like a conundrum because, I mean, like you say, they don't really know anything about it. Yet they're having these 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 these, these disclosure meetings, like you say, yeah. you have all this information, but they're not interested. They're not interested, and I'm not, you know, you know what I'm saying? Leading the horse to the water and making them drink. Right. You can lead the horse to the water, but you can't make it drink. Now, they hold these hearings. They get a whole bunch of testimony in these other individuals that are so-called experts. Mm -hmm. But yet none of the experts have any actual evidence to present that to Congress to support their claim. Mm -hmm. It's all talk. Mm -hmm. But they take the talk for face value. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's it's a farce. It's okay. a joke. Okay. They're not going to, to um, there's going to be no disclosure. There's going to be nothing like that. Not unless an extraterrestrial object lands. Mm -hmm. somewhere personal or, or somewhere like the White House. Right. And they take video of it. There's, there will be the only disclosure you will get, but that's not going to happen. Now, did you get a chance to watch those hearings? From what I could, but, you know, it's in general. Huh? <laughs> it's okay. It's no problem. That person is long-winded. How do you believe any of that? Uh -huh. How do you believe? How do you believe someone that's constantly talking? And where's their evidence? So how do you believe that? Mm -hmm. Do you see my point? Yeah. It's not believable. It's just not believable. But they're going to sit here and get congressmen to say certain things, and we're supposed to take what these people say as face value when they are indeed clueless. That's true. That was my next question. Is that uh, you know along that line was that. These congressional hearings that they're having—that's just to appease the masses, just to give yeah, us a little. Just to appease the masses, and you notice, as I mentioned, that one of there was not a shred of physical evidence presented. Okay. Okay. And they have Roswell, and they have this other exotic craft, mm -hmm. which did crash land here, but they're not going to present that data because they don't want you to know about it. Exactly. You know, I, I, I lived you I, I I lived near a former air base for where, where they would do repairs on, on um Air Force you know craft. Yeah. And when you think about this, you know, and the types of craft that people have seen over the years, I mean when you look at the B one bomber, obviously or you know, or the stealth bomber, uh, the they got the technology, exotic technology in terms of the composite materials from the extraterrestrials, but they didn't get the propulsion technology from them. Right, right, right. And we're still we're still fossil fuel um, forward flight technology vehicles. Well, some of them are forward flight. There are mm -hmm. some that are that have the ability to do like a Harrier would have, for example. Right. Exactly. But that's not all the jets. Right. It's just a certain few. Right. So no, we're not that advanced. Well, do you think that you know because because these craft are here? Do you think and because we have the agreements or whatever in place? Do you think some of our pilots? Have had the opportunity to try and fly one of these things. Say that again. Do you think you know since since obvious since like you're saying there's probably some agreements in place you know for for the exchange of technology and all this. Do you think by now that some of the the pilots, the test pilots, have had a chance to fly these craft? They had test pilots that learned it to fly some of the aircraft, but mm -hmm. keep in mind those aircraft that they learned how to fly still deal with forward flight technology. Okay. And okay. some of them have Harrier capabilities. That's something different. But we are not advanced like that at all. No, I agree with that. 
The other thing that comes to mind is that either they're they're holding back on teaching us the technology, or this is their way to to just hold something over us so so that we stay with the agreement. For humans to remain stupid. Okay. And most humans are stupid. Excuse my vocabulary, but <laughs> I'm one of them, so we're, we're all stupid. We're all stupid. We're all stupid. <laughs> all stupid. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. So, again, uh, you know, you've done all this research, you know, and then you have it up on your YouTube site. And the tech guys, again, you have to go and check out his YouTube site. Um, what do you see happening in the future as far as your research goes? Um, I'm just going to stay where I am because what I have so far, if this was a cake, would be a cake with a super, super amount of icing on it. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to um, put out my data. You know what I mean? I've got mm -hmm. to talk about it because I did the work. I did the due diligence. And it's time for people to know that the airspaces that I did research in are inundated with extraterrestrial technology. Inundated. When I mean inundated, like on a nightly basis. Inundated. Well, going back to what I said earlier about these people like Gene Roddenberry and stuff, that's what you're like. You know, you you understand that 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 type of technology, and maybe it's going to take something like that for you as well to to get your stuff out. Who knows? You know, you might end up a consultant on some film somewhere. You know, but uh, well, I, I was looking not just for that, but most of what they've been showing us in terms of CGI, CGI and all of these effects that they used for these motion pictures, it's all false. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not like that at all. At all. How so we're, we're, we're being misled by, by the uh, communications industry. Okay. Okay. Entertainment and misleading. Well, do you think, you know, since these craft have crashed, do you think they've had the opportunity to, to go in and dissect Because, I mean, that's the first thing humans do. Well, they back engineer everything. Everything we have is back engineered extraterrestrial technology. But they're not going to tell you that. Mm -hmm. They're going to just say that they came up with it, which which is an absolute lie. Right, 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 right. And and, and okay, let's let's kind of go back to your 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 saying these things as a child. How old were you when when you saw these these beings? Five. Wow. And do you think that that you are a contactee, like a lifelong contactee? Yes, yes. They, they specifically, specifically picked me. Why do you think they picked you? I'm not sure. I think because the fact that my both my parents were for nuclear weapons. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. Now, do you yeah. think, as far as the technology goes, you know, like you say, back engineered and all this, but do you think that they might be holding up on on providing us with that type of technology? Because because I mean, but let's let's be honest about this, you know. The United States or, or any scientist now gets a hold of something like an alien body, they're going to want to cut it up into little pieces and check it out. Oh, yeah, that's what they, that's what they want to think. But think about this. You cut up a body. That doesn't give you all the information in the world. Mm -hmm. It just gives you some of the information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they're not, they're not totally informed. So, you know, you can't believe anything and everything that's being said or shown to you. Absolutely. Because they're being, they're withholding major information. Absolutely. Now, going back to like American Horror Story and, and, and doing what you do, how close do you think American Horror Story was to what is that, what has actually happened and is going on? It's a Hollywood interpretation. Mm -hmm. And Hollywood interpretations are not completely um, convincing. Mm -hmm. compelling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was definitely nothing like what I encountered as a child. So that's something to think about. That's true. So in your eyes as a child, you, you primarily saw the grays. You didn't see any reptilians or anything like that. I didn't know what I was looking at. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until Hollywood came out with these movies that I would say were um, close in terms of the entities that I encountered. They were very close. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, I'm telling you, I was face to face with these entities as children. Now, the gentleman I interviewed yesterday, um, uh, Byron Lacey, he, he said the same thing that, that when he was really young, they came into his bedroom. Yeah, it's the, the, the in Star Trek style. Hmm. 
That is so interesting. That's very interesting. The similarities are unreal, uncanny. And like I was saying earlier, you know, after reading that that abduction in the Mojave, Mojave incident, the way they, you know, the way they can go through walls and, and do this other stuff, and there's cold spots, you know, when they appear, it always makes me wonder because when you listen to the EVPs that we get as ghost hunters, yeah. sometimes it sounds like they're, they're like under layers and layers and layers of of I don't know atmosphere. No, we just can't see them. They exist in another dimension, another okay. realm. Okay. Okay. And you're just able to, to, it's like the surface of the realm is all you're able to see, not the entire realm. Now, here's the other question. Like, if you say they beamed in, do you think that they are able to use, uh, like, like wormholes when, when they're here on Earth to come and go as they please? As far that's as... Exactly, that's exactly how they come and go. Okay. As far as being honest, because I know there's been reports of like uh, people coming in contact with aliens and, and those, or even Sasquatch. We'll, we'll, we'll just throw that out there in the wind. There's a very strong possibility Sasquatch may be an extraterrestrial. That's interesting too. I always thought. How do they disappear? How do they disappear? Like right, that? right. And I know there's 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 witnesses that have seen a, a blue light that they walk into. Yes. And disappear. Spatial portal technology. That would mean that whatever these entities are, they're highly advanced and they're not from this world. Of course, of course. The other thought I had with Sasquatch was with all this testing that the, that the aliens are doing, that somewhere along the line, you know, they tested, pri pr you know, primitive man. Well, you know what I mean? Like Neanderthals or whatever. And did that yeah. crossbreeding. And then they realized, like with Sasquatch, that they, that I'm not saying they're not intelligent, but I'm just saying that they were just too primal to deal with. And so they, they sent uh, them back there. First of all, they don't have an actual sample of a Sasquatch first. Okay. There has never been a sample. So how are they basing their research study? That's true. That's true. See, I find this also fascinating. You know, because because yes. even as a kid, even as, you know, I'm, I'm always working my shifts, driving home late at night. And I'm forever seeing stuff in the sky. I mean, like like I've seen the clouds literally light up, and I've seen a craft go straight up in the air. Of out of the cloud, you know, out of the clouds. And this is like this is. And, like, they, and they move in more philosophy. So if you see an object, keep your eye on it because if you blink, it's gone. Right. Absolutely. That's how quickly it happens. And they have yes. that technology to hover. I remember as a kid, I don't know what this was, but uh, my dad was always in the airplanes and stuff, and. And he was always teaching me about the Graf Zeppelin and all, you know, all these different craft. And we used to like go run to see the Goodyear Blimp when I was a kid because remember how I used to fly at night? You, you could see like the, the color stuff on the side. We'd always be out front. So I happened to walk past my front door one night. I must have been all of about ten, and I saw this thing in the sky, and it was it was hovering there. But but it what didn't look like the Goodyear Blimp. It wasn't even close. You could see like portholes on it, but it hovered there for like an hour. And I remember telling my dad about it. And I just find this, like I said, I find it all intriguing because I feel at that point that's what I saw. Whatever they were, they were interested in something to be hovering for that amount of time. Absolutely. You know, they were watching. Well, of course, that, you know, Aerojet's right right over here. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, Aerojet is a human company. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like I said, uh, you know, only about, I would say, like 15 blocks away, there used to be an airbase where all they did was repair on the aircraft. So, I mean, to see stuff like like I saw as a kid makes a lot of sense. Well, I, I lived on military base, and so for me, the sea objects was a, a common thing, but what I saw were un, unearthly. It was otherworldly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, when when you would see these see these creatures, did they communicate with you in any way? Um, I am not sure because most of my encounters were with entities, and the entities I did not hear them talk, but I could hear their thoughts. Okay, okay. So it was telepathic. Absolutely. And afterwards, I mean, as an older, as you got older, did you find that I'm not going to say you're psychic, but did you find that you still have that, that you're still able still able to communicate telepathically, or, or are you get messages? Well, look at my research data. My research data clearly indicates. And how, imagine, how was I able to get objects on a nightly basis for mm -hmm. five years? Mm -hmm. How is that possible? Mm -hmm. Think, Think about that. It makes a lot of sense. 
Yeah. Because it's an impossibility. Right. Unless, unless these entities were interested in me as a child or the person that I am now. Do you believe that there's that, that there's that there's generational uh, abductions? Yes. Okay. My parents were taken. My father was taken. It was interesting when the ATs would take me, they would take my parents. Okay. And my parents knew, and my mother and father knew very well what was happening. My mother was telling me about the ET did bad things, like, uh, what are you talking about? And that's all she would say. ET did bad things. So they could remember what, what, you know, what the ETs were doing where you were so young, you probably couldn't remember any of it. I, I know that I was taken, I know that for seven years, and during my abductions, for seven years I was vomiting nothing. Hmm. Just because I was being exposed to latent radiation from whatever these things were. Now, do you think they, that, that, that they mean as harm or no? Say that again? Do you think that they mean to harm us or no? Um, I have to say that none of my encounters were harmful, so I don't believe that there's any harmful nature associated to their visitations. Okay, okay. So, in, in your thoughts, you know, since we've come this far with this interview, why do you think they're still taking us? Um, research studies are extensive, and people have modified and evolved uh, genetically, and they're looking at those modifications as we speak. Okay, okay. And you do believe in hybrids, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, over the years in doing your research, what do you think is the most common thing that that, 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 that you found with all this? Um, the, the common things I were getting were the um, repetitive nature and, and the manner in which these objects would appear and disappear into the airspace. And it was interesting. Mm -hmm. Where I would set up my telescopes, I would always get objects that would appear and disappear. So it, in my opinion, indicated to me that they were letting me know where they were appearing and disappearing. Because how do I just happen to set my telescope in an area in which these objects take place? Right, and like you said, as a child, you know, as a child, your contact with them, that they, they, they were communicating uh, telepathically to you. So maybe they're still there. There is indeed, there is indeed, there, there, there could be a very strong possibility that I was telepathically instructed to set up my technology. Mm -hmm. I know on several occasions, something would tell me, okay, no, aim your telescope over here, and I would aim my telescope in the direction in which that voice is telling me, and I would get objects. That's fascinating. I've never heard yes. of, I've never heard of that part of it. You know what I mean? This, this uh, is this is new to me, right? You know, what you just told me. This is new to me, you know, what you just told me about them, you know, hearing that voice to say, okay, you know, set your telescope up and aim it this way. Yeah, again, again, I'm basing my research study on that statement. Oh. And there's nothing anyone can tell me that can substantiate why it's not random. I'm not getting random events. I'm always getting definitive events with my telescopes. What I find, well, what I find interesting about talking to you about this is, you know, a lot of scientists that, that, you know, mainstream scientists don't believe in this stuff. You know, uh, mainstream scientists haven't done the due diligence to, to confirm the fact or to not confirm the fact. And I would rather for these so-called experts to remain silent because my data is completely countering everything that they're saying. Absolutely. That, that's what I mean. I mean, to have somebody such as yourself, you know, come forward with this stuff is incredible. Well, that's one of the reasons why I got my PhD. Before I got my PhD, nobody was believing me. Mm -hmm. And now they have to believe me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about, you know, seeing these ships, is there any one in particular, you know, that, 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 that you've seen with, you know, with your telescopes that stands out to you? Um, I had several stand out to me. One that was in particularly interesting was a red tubular craft. In my opinion, that tubular craft, based on my positioning on the ground and where I captured it in space, that tubular craft was anywhere from five to ten miles long, and I documented it. Hmm. Ten mile long spaceship right. in space. And how were you able to figure out how, how long it was? 
difficult considering that I'm on the ground and I'm using a 900 millimeter lens. It's not that hard to ascertain based on the imaging of the object and the close proximity of the object to the telescope. Mm -hmm. Now, another question I have that you probably can't answer, but it's just food for thought. Do you think it's the same race of aliens that, that, that keeps coming back? Unknown. Mm -hmm. That's what I figured. Un unknown. Unknown. All I can say is there's uniform consistency in the spacecraft that I documented. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if somebody's looking up at the sky, and, of course, you know they don't have a scope like you have, but, I mean, they've got binoculars or whatever, what should they look out for? Um, unknown, because I could, again, could not answer it. A okay. pair of binoculars just does not have the uh, capability of a telescope of like 5,000 millimeters. That's mm -hmm. impossible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can't answer that. Okay, yeah, I understand. With a, tel with a pair of telescopes, the objects would be small anyway. Right, right. Because when you think about it, even with like a 10-inch telescope, you know, I'm, I'm talking a standard 10-inch telescope, I mean, a star is just a pinpoint. That wouldn't happen. That wouldn't happen. Not with a 10-inch telescope. We're right. talking 11 and 14 inches. Wow. That's a big scope. Those are the ones that can be converted to two lenses. Fantastic. I'm so impressed with that. Because I'm also a photographer. Well, look at the research. That's what you want to be impressed in. And what I was able to do with the technology that I had at hand was absolutely mind-boggling. Well, me being a photographer, videographer, I, you know, and I do have like attachments for for my scope, you know, for my cell phone and whatnot. I don't have a two hand, uh, obviously. That, that's not going to work. No, no, obviously not. Yes. Um, what's the message you want to get out to people about all this? Um, just be diligent because whatever they are, they're in our airspace, and to be prepared for um, the very strong possibility that you know that saying that they won't know until something is landing on the White House lawn, it's going to land on the White House lawn. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, for someone that wants to get into studying the stuff like like you do, what should they do? Um, I can't answer that because, again, I've been doing this for years, and the level of technology and the expertise that I have photographically mm -hmm. isn't commercial. You know, right. so it, it is for me a little difficult to answer, um, especially with, a, with with a PhD in advanced imaging systems. That would not be a possibility. Okay, okay, okay. So what do you see happening in the future with all the information that's coming in about this stuff? Um, I, I think it's going to be more and more obvious that we're being inundated by advanced tech and advanced civilizations. And that uh, with, with all of the documents that are being documented by people with, you know, um, uh, I won't say a beginner's technology, but the people on the ground that's also doing the same thing I am with lesser technology, mm -hmm. they're basically adding the icing to my cake. Interesting. I recently had Mary Joyce on the show. And she had, she had, yeah, she had talked about how during a live, well, supposedly, I'm not saying it's true, but. But during, but during a live show with NASA, you know, aboard the space shuttle, that there were actual aliens on the space shuttle that, that had stopped in to visit with the astronauts. And they probably been there to visit them. There's mm -hmm. a very strong possibility. But again, those astronauts are sworn to secrecy, and they're not going to talk about it. Understood. Understood. You know that. Okay. You know that if they did make alien contact, they're not talking. No, they're not. And Mitchell was my friend. He mentioned he saw something. He talked about what he saw, but that was the extent of it. Yeah, that's all they're allowed to do. Well, like she said, the second that you know NASA realized what you know, what was occurring, they cut the feed. That was it. Well, yeah, they, they cut the feed. They cut the feed on Edgar Mitchell during Apollo 14 EBA 1. They cut the feed during Apollo 11. They cut the feed on Apollo 12. They cut the feeds on all of the all of the lunar landings when they have EBAs. They only want you to see certain things. Okay. And when you say, okay, we're there, that's it, take a video. But if you see an extraterrestrial craft, they turn it off. Now that brings you to another question. Do you believe that the, that there's a base on the moon? Yes, there is. Okay. Which makes a lot of sense because it gives them a stopping off point before they... Well, that's they what, what Edgar was talking about. He was saying it was craft all over the place there, but uh, NASA is not going to mention that. No. That's what Edgar told me. Right, right. No, I believe it. I honestly believe it. Um, 
what do you say to people in the future that might want to know, know more about this? Um, just keep looking because I, I, as mentioned, my research is shut down and I'm only moving with the data that I do have and the data that I do have indicates that our airspace is inundated with extraterrestrials. Okay. Constantly okay. on a daily basis. Okay. So what's next for you? Um, I'm not really sure because, you know, I've done the TV thing mm -hmm. and what I really need to do is a full-fledged documentary based on the data that I documented. That would blow a hole in everything. Right, right. So how can people find you, sir? Um, they can find me by going to my website. My website is UFO, like an identified flying object, DC, David Charlie, UFODC.com. Or they can go to my YouTube channel, Dr. Wilbur Allen YouTube. Okay. And you do have three books out, right? I've got a, yeah, I've done a books out. Okay, cool. Okay. Those were done prior to my hyperstar research. And the hyperstar research is what everybody should be interested in because it clearly shows without a doubt um, extraterrestrial technology in our airspace. Cool, cool, cool. Wilbur, I want to thank you for coming on. I really enjoyed it. Thank you for having me, Charles. I would love to have you back at some point to talk more about this. I mean, this you is... You got my number. You got my number. Just don't hesitate to call. I got your number. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a great rest of your day, sir. Good to Charles. Take okay. care. Bye-bye. Goodbye. All right. Well, let me get back in here. It's always fascinating to talk with him. And like I said, the last time he and I chatted was back in 2016. Anyway, uh, tomorrow we're still on the subject. Like I said, this is going to be a big month for the, a, a big week for this. Dev Ru Dev Rugney, I hope I pronounced her name right, is going to be with us. Dev is vice uh, is is the second in command of Cal Northern California MUFON, and we're going to be talking about some UFO cases, or not so much cases, but talk about the UFO activity uh, in Northern California. And believe me, I uh, my family and I had a home near Mount Shasta, which is a hotbed for this stuff. And I used to sit out there every night I'm back on the porch of the house and try and see if, like, like they say, the, the top of Mount Shasta pops off and, and the UFOs, you know, the aliens are there. So we're going to be talking about a lot of that tomorrow. That'll be our usual time at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Okay, I just want to give you guys a heads up. Um, but uh, thank you all. For the people that were able to make it today, uh, I really appreciate it. And for the people tonight that had to work, well, there'll be a replay of the show, of course, so you'll be able to see it then. But again, I want to thank you all for coming. I'll leave you with his contact information, and uh, I'll try and get the book numbers in. I noticed that once I got the book set up on the slideshow that that was real tiny, and I have old eyes, right? So I just might put my glasses on. In fact, I'm going to put my readers on to see if I can do that. I don't know if it's going to work, but we'll see. So here's something you don't see every day. Me with my readers on. That's what happens when you get old, kids. But... Uh, yeah, so I hope you enjoyed the show as much as I did. I mean, he taught me a lot about his studies and everything, and I, I really appreciate him coming on. I really do. So let me show you the uh, stuff for him that I have and uh, his contact information. Okay, websites are Wilbur Allen's YouTube page, ufodc.com is the other site. But just just Google in William Allen for YouTube, Okay. And like I said, there's three books out. I cannot read the titles because I'm blind. See, even if I put my face up, you don't really don't want me to put my face up against the screen. Trust me. So we're just going to take these off now. But they're really informative books. I happen to have one of them. I did get some WD-40, so I'm going to fix my chair. And, and of course, you can get those books at Amazon. But uh, do check out his website and do um, not, like I encourage you to go to his YouTube page and look at the videos that, that he has over there because I mean it's like a rabbit hole. Once you start, you can't stop. Okay, so the usual spiel. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. Uh, we're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. And we're just trying to get the word out about our show. So the more the merrier to do that. For, for everybody today for coming, I want to thank you all, and I will see you tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific with, Dev, with uh, Northern California MUFON. Have a great one.